Arachnet and Phenom Productions presents to Text Mode Underground. This is our first podcast covering the underground BBS and text mode scene. This podcast is planned to be a series featuring a different main topic of discussion each episode, as well as our thoughts on recent and upcoming happenings in the scene. I'm Daniel Kelly. I go by the handle Anachronist. My tag is A-N-S-T, or Anst. I'm the sysop of Absinthe BBS, the badass Amiga board. Also, I'm an Amiga text mode artist with Impure, Legacy Crew and Void, as well as a door and mod creator with Phenom Productions. Smooth, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? It's uh, Lawrence Manuel, a.k.a. Smooth. Uh, you'll also see me tag all of my artwork as either 5M or Smooth. I'm part of the groups uh, Blocktronics, Impure, and also Legacy Crew. Uh, I'm an ANSI artist, Petsky, and ASCII artist. Um, and... I also do mods and doors for Phenom Productions. I run the infamous board Inc. 2 BBS, which uh, is one of the core systems on Arachnid. Kick ass. All right, well, first off, we want to give Master of Boot Record a huge thanks for allowing us to sample his kick ass track, ANSI.sys, for our program. MBR is a big supporter of the scene. Uh, go pick up his latest album, Personal Computer, anywhere good music is sold. It is a killer, killer album. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and talk about um, some of the most recent things happening in the scene. Um, we want to give a shout-out to the return of Alka Holiday BBS and Zero Reader. Alka Holiday is it's just a tasteful, fantastic, well-put-together board. Um, Zero Reader is the sysop. He took a break from the scene for, for a number of years now. Um, so some guys who just came into the scene in the last few years, they might not be familiar with him or his board, but it's fantastic to have him back. Zero Reader also... Um, was really a trailblazer with some of the first API-based mods, um, and he's just a he's just a great guy. So we're really happy to welcome him and Apple Holiday back to the scene. Um, other happenings: ASCII Express was just released. Uh, ASCII Express is a brand new disc mag from Uproof and Divine Stylers. It covers the Amiga ASCII and Ami X BBS scene. Uh, it lists charts from ASCII Arena to SE, Ami X BBS stats, and has some other killer features. Uh, it's created by GoTo80. Um, Dino, KP, Spot, and it has work from Dipswitch, Mortimer Twang, The Legendary Skin, and others. Uh, the production was inspired by the Impure Express from last year. I think they did a killer job with it. So if you haven't seen it, go ahead, download it. You can grab it at all kinds of different places like DemoZoo, GoToAD.com, other DemoZine sites. It runs on Amiga 500 or newer Amigas. So you can also pop by Absinthe BBS because you know we have it available. Speaking of Absinthe BBS, uh, just released the newest version, 1.99D, of Sky Raiders. If you have not played Sky Raiders, you're missing out on one of the most killer BBS doors. I've been working on this thing for years. Pop on by and check it out. We just had one of the biggest, if not the biggest, demo parties in the scene happen. Uh, Revision 2022 was a huge success, as usual. So 
all of the main demo sceners, ASCII artists, ANSI artists. Personally, I'm boycotting it because they're mashing ANSI, you know, they're mashing Code Page 437, Amiga Topaz, and Petski together, and I have some really weird ideas about Amiga art. So I'm not doing it, but I want to keep this positive, <laughs> so we won't go into that too much. However, for the demo scene, music, etc., Vision 2022 is fantastic, so I hope everybody did enjoy that part of it. Um, Smooth, you had a couple of things that you wanted to uh, bring up? Yeah, so <clears throat> one of the things is um, the author of Oblivion to XRM, Michael Griffin, otherwise known as Merciful Fate, has just returned back to the scene. He's been busy with real-life uh, things and uh, also with school and work, but he's going to be taking some time off and uh, begin working again on OBV uh, XRM2 and also to finish up his EtherTerm terminal software. So, you know, keep a lookout for those. The, well, like Etherterm, the Etherterm, didn't that have some, uh, some like, uh, Amiga ASCII art for the, for the yeah, printed? Yeah, it did. It, 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 did have, it did have some Topaz art on there, for sure. Yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing that, man. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so it looks like we'll have something else besides Singterm and uh, Netrunner to pop in. That's awesome. The other thing that uh, just recently came out, uh, well, not that recently, but... Legacy Crew Pack Number Four finally has come out after a full year of collecting artwork. the The one thing that we tried to stand out from the rest is that outside of having some killer artwork, we wanted to make sure we we provide a tribute to bulletin board artwork. You know, Amen. there's not that many um, artists out there that continue to develop for the BBS community, but I felt they they needed some love too. And I did a couple of. Uh, title logos for Mystic, Remote, Access, uh, Renegade, and Iniquity 3. Iniquity 3 is the new software that's being developed by several people, art-wise and development-wise. But on the development side of the house, it's I Spy Human Fly. And it's going to have some nostalgic feel with text mode art, but at the core of the software is going to be introducing a lot of modern features so be listening for it on either discord uh you could go to the iniquity 3 discord server or even on the arachna discord server there, there's discussions there as well so is this gonna it's gonna natively support like wide format true color that kind of stuff yeah so you know i was telling to uh i was telling a lot of people on the on the, on the arachna discord server and even on the iq3 server for sure, everybody's gonna remember Iniquity Three, uh, Iniquity uh, BBS in general, but there's so many BBS softwares out there that's that's yeah. got the 80 by 25. We wanted to make sure that we showcased some of the recent features of widescreen, uh, 132 by 30, 37, and also with True Color, which is beyond the 16 color standard ANSI colors. So and, I'm saying True Color, but is that the same as 256 colors, or are we talking about True Color? When we're uh, supporting anything beyond 16, the standard color um, palette. palette that we could use is a 256 color. But the current terminals today, uh, like Netrunner and also um, SyncTerm, support true color. So we're going to go true color. Badass, man. Hell yeah. I'll keep a look out for that. Anything else, bro? Yeah. So um, on the Phenom production side, there's some uh, really cool... Uh, mods and and doors in the works. Uh, one of the the door games that's uh, being created is by Crimson. Uh, Crimson is working on a seven-digit slot game uh, door game. It should be out within the next month or two. 
uh, Cthulhu is working on Delish. And Delish is basically short for delicious. And it's a recipe manager uh, door that he's working on. I'm all, I'm. Damn, hold on, I didn't even know about this. <laughs> I cook all, if I'm not BBS, I don't cook it, man. That sounds awesome. Dude, we, we need it, right? I mean, uh, yeah. for the most part, a lot of us uh, have been stuck at home uh, throughout the pandemic. And, right. you know, we, we haven't been able to eat out as much. And, and so, of course, we, we, we've been um, cooking a lot, a lot at home, you know. You know what? I'm not, you know, hitting those weights, you know what I'm saying, every day. Yeah, no, I've been cooking. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely look out for that mod. Um, actually, you know what? I have one that I've been working on kind of on the slide, but it should be released, I would say, within the next month. It's called Lunatic. Um, it's for Amiga CNET. So oh, Amiga cool. CNET does not have a built-in tick file processor. Tick files are the method that um, FTNs use to hatch files throughout the network. Mm -hmm. So most modern packages, in fact, all modern packages, will just automatically route those files to where you want them to go. CNET doesn't have that right now, so I went ahead and made it. It's running on Absinthe, but I'm going to release it for everyone. I'm just going to put in a little extra functionality, such as a light bar menu for sysops to customize where they want various files. But definitely, um, if any of the Amiga guys are listening, that should be out, I would say, within the month. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been I've been working on a, a new drop file for Mystic called Phenom Drop, and I've been constantly uh, working with the rest of the members of Phenom to see what else we could, what uh, what other data we could add in there. The main part was to detect what terminal is connecting so that we can support some of the more advanced features, like you know the widescreen, you know with the extended color palettes and also uh, loadable fonts. Loadable fonts is a new thing that everybody's been messing around with, and I wanted to make sure that we could exploit that as well. Who is that guy with the uh, that Apple II BBS that's been using loadable fonts? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's uh, this. The the sysops name is Skip Thompson. Yes, that guy. That guy is doing some. I lots of respect. Go out. Wonderful work. Down, yeah, much respect. I was really impressed with how you used the loadable font feature of modern terminals to to push out some really killer designs from an Apple II. Like literally, guys, if you're having issues making cool stuff for your BBS. I don't want to hear. This dude's on an Apple too, and he's putting out badass work. So yeah, Skip, good job, man. Skip did a great, great job, and and the Phenom drop file that I, I'm I've been working on. The reason why I've, I've been working on it too was that uh, it, it's a way to make your your mods or door games responsive. What I mean by responsive is like on the web, everybody's making mobile uh, type websites where if you resize your screen, it'll automatically conform to it, and it it switches up the layout to fit any specific device. Well, when you're logging in with your terminal, you know, whether you're logging in at 80 by 25, 132 by, by 37, or even higher, right? Uh, most times you're stuck with a static size mod, meaning that everything is being delivered to you at 80 by 25. Well, I, I wanted to create this uh, drop file so that you could actually uh, pull that data from the drop file to, to figure out, you know, how wide the screen is and change up the look of your your mod like i've got that last color mod I'm not, I'm not sure if you remember but i had that last color mod that displays different amounts of data depending upon how wide your screen is and it also returns back x amount of rows depending upon how tall it is so right. it, it's not going to be a static height and width but now it, it can actually be a more responsive uh, layout for data and uh, i've got that going for last callers uh, I got uh, an, another mod called Scrawl, which is a one-liner mod, which is also going to do the responsive layout uh, thing as well. 
That's badass, man. So on a lot of my mods, I, I do have them dynamic as far as height, you mm -hmm. know, rows, but I haven't put in, you know, a dynamic feature for columns and width. Yeah, no, another mod that's uh, that's on the back burner right now, but it's, it's one of the things that I, I wanted to work on for Mystic BBS was Synchronet had had created its its own avatar system, and it's been out for quite some time. Everybody's been using it, and then of course, uh, uh, you you created one for CNET, which is uh, amazing. But you know, we're we're lacking it on the Mystic side. Well, dude, I think that's amazing. I'm gonna let you know right now. None of y'all's avatar mods are gonna touch the absent avatar <laughs> mod ever. But I appreciate y'all trying. I think that's great. You guys, did, you guys, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm all about it, man. I mean, honestly, I love my avatar mod and I put a lot of work into it. But you know, it's just it is the path of the future for BBSs. And if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be Phenom. So it's gonna be killer. Um, it's gonna be killer. I think it's absolutely wonderful that you're working on it, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're always trying to innovate. I mean. It's it's something to to create some to create a mod that's similar to someone else, but we try to innovate as well. So we want to introduce some new things to the BBS community. Well, bro, I mean, I think in one of the things that that you're going to do with this avatar package that I, that I did not do with mine is you're actually going to support higher higher uh, terminal size, like wide format avatars. Isn't that right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah. So I think that's really fantastic, and I know all the Mystic guys are really excited about that. Because uh, that is something that, that Mystic has been lacking. Um, so I look forward to knocking that out. I did have a couple of things on the coming up uh, soon, but I want to go ahead and get into the show, and then we'll probably go ahead and circle back. Sound good? Sounds good. Um, we're going to have a main central theme uh, for each episode. So we are starting this one off with the BBS. Um, so we're going to be talking about design philosophy, uh, the process, running a healthy active board, and that's really what this show is all about. So we're going to go ahead and jump into it. Um, so first, we want to talk a little bit about the design philosophy behind a BBS. So let's say that you don't have a BBS yet, you want to jump in, it seems like something you've always wanted to do or something you do want to do. Where do you start? Well, first, you want to think about what you're going for. For me, uh, a BBS is a lot more than its functionality. So if a BBS is just for its file system or for its games or message board, then honestly, I feel that it's just a suboptimal way to do any of those things. You're going to have better ways of, of serving files. You know, games with better graphics, sound. You're going to have better message boards out there. But when you put those components together with a strong theme, a community, unique content, it is more than the sum of its parts. It is a singular experience. Well-designed boards have a feeling of their own when, when you spend time with it. So for me, <laughs> so for me, it reminds me of this interview. So there's an infamous chef out there. Let's say a chef called Marco Pierre White. That's the guy who trained Gordon Ramsay, and he made him cry. Um, or as Marco says, like, I did not make Gordon Ramsay cry. He made himself cry. This dude. Anyway, he had an interview back in, uh, in 1998 while Gordon was still his apprentice. So Gordon was uh, shooting for three Michelin stars for a new restaurant of his. And uh, Marco was talking about it in an interview, and he said that a three Michelin star restaurant is all about the package. When people walk into the place, even though they may not be able to see Gordon, they should be able to smell him. So for me, that applies to a well-crafted BBS as well. The SysOps personality should be felt throughout the board, from the art style to how they arrange the areas, to the topics in their message boards, to their file selection. You know, a BBS is not a website. A BBS is a SysOps home. It's usually running in his home. And to me, it should feel that way. So 
what do you how do you feel about our design philosophy what what goes into it for you well yeah. i've i've always felt that you know like when i first started to get to bulletin boards just being able to see the sysop take part in discussions um knowing yeah. what they like or dislike i'm like oh my god we have some stuff in common therefore right. i i can actually talk to this person and for me when whenever i see a sysop active on his own board right it's not just an empty box sitting there you know that's just turned on for everyone to connect to there's actually someone on the other end that you can share ideas with you know and just knowing too that uh, that they're also looking to uh continually improve their boards not so much on the graphics side because you know not everyone is an artist like like you and i and uh the biggest issue i have sometimes is is that uh some sysops try to be too creative with their menus where okay. The, the where the usability uh, worsens, meaning that it's hard to navigate throughout their board. You know. Oh, you're talking about like it something that looks like an engineer made it. In other words, you have someone who just puked options all over one page. That kind of thing. Yeah, it's you know like it should be. I I try to look at things like keep it simple, stupid, right? Or group yeah. them, group them together so they make sense. So where you have certain commands next to each other. But there's times where you know uh, some sysops tend to put too much information that it's just overwhelming. And, and you look, you're looking on the screen, trying to find the, the main areas, you know, things like going to the message area, file area, the door section should be Dude, easy honestly, to you know what? I'm glad that you brought that up because I go onto a lot of, I'm not sure if it's just Mystic or, or just a lot of software packages in general, but I'll go to their, their message reading interface. Mm -hmm. And it's just a bazillion options. Like, okay, I just want to read, a damn message and i have to sit here and look at literally 30 options all on the same page and i just really think that that all could be streamlined right right you know so all right good deal i'm gonna take a step by step here a little bit so so having a strong you know philosophy in a bbs smooth said kiss keep it simple stupid um in other words have things you know um don't have too much going on you know make it a, a smooth experience see what i did there and that that really resonates with me um, for me, um, my big point is really to make sure that you have a strong theme. In other words, you have an idea of what you want for your board. A good thing to do would be to pick, you know, what you're interested in. Are you into horror movies? Have a horror movie themed board. Um, are you into yeah. model trains? You know, make it, you know, the train stop. Something, but have have a strong theme. No one cares if it's Billy's BBS. Okay, Billy? No one cares. They don't even know you. They don't care if it's Billy's BBS, but they know they like horror movies. They know they like model trains. They know they like fantasy novels. They know they like, it doesn't matter what it is, but have a theme in mind. Have a, have a raison d'etre, have a reason for it to live, a reason for it to exist. So once you have your theme, most other things fall into place. You'll know what kind of art that you want. You'll know what kind of file sections you want. You'll know what kind of message board topics that you have. So come up with a unique thing and make it something that you're passionate about. You right. know, don't just grab it because no one else has done it before. Do it because you want to do it. it. It'll make you, you know, it'll keep you involved. It'll keep you engaged and people will be able to tell if you care about what you're doing. Um, so my big thing is have a strong theme, follow it through and make sure that your board has personality. So that's all well and good, but you know, how do you get there? Um, so let's take it from the start, man. Um, number one, you got to select what software you're going to have. All right. Mm -hmm. So you pick, you want to pick software that will best enable you to do what you want, how you want it. Uh, for example, me, I, I love the Amiga. 
Um, when I started out, I, I knew that I wanted to create an Amiga DBS. I had one growing up as a kid. I, I, I love with the machine. It's fantastic. My main focus, okay, so if my main focus had been on files and I was in the trading and swapping scene, then I probably would have chosen Amiga Express because honestly, it is the best for that purpose. However, I wanted to be able to modify, write, and create a unique board that had an excellent message-based system as well as the file system. More than that, I wanted to be able to drastically change it to fit my vision of a BBS. So for me, that was Amiga CNET. Um, like I said, if I'd been a big file trader, I would've went straight to Amiga Express. So for those of you on other modern OSs, the obvious choice is gonna be either Mystic or Synchronet. Both of those are excellent, powerful, they're easy to set up. I'll say that Mystic, Mystic definitely has the most engaged modding and development community right now. Okay, there are a billion things being developed uh, for Mystic. Uh, Guru, the uh, maintainer, is really engaged, um, really easy to, to connect with contact. He's constantly working on it. Uh, setup is certainly easy. You could literally have that BBS going in like two minutes and you have a BBS. I mean, it'll be stuck, but it's that easy to set up. That being said, you might want something that's less common. Uh, New Schooler, um, his software, Enigma One Half, is really cool. He's very responsive to his sysops. The guy himself is really creative. He's always coming up with new ways of doing things, unique components, unique mods with, with uh, Enigma One Half. You have an opportunity to get in kind of on the ground floor um, as he's developing the software. And you know, if you're really dedicated to your Enigma One Half BBS, I'm really sure New Schooler would be very open to, to feedback from you and you have a chance to be involved. Uh, for Linux user, um, Escape is working on his Linux version of Daydream again, which is really cool. Um, so it has some killer art, it has a different way of doing things. There's a lot. There's also a lot to be said for doing new things with older vintage software. Uh, I know that um, Smooth isn't Dark Rebellion. Isn't he using like Wildcat? Yeah, he's using Wildcat, but he dressed yeah. he dressed it up really nice, where you can't even tell it's Wildcat. You you really can't. I mean, that guy's done crazy things with Wildcat. I know he's using Mystic for for some functionality, but Wildcat is really the beating heart of it. He's doing some crazy stuff. Um, so yeah, so selecting the software, that's that's really the first step after getting an idea of what theme you want. Uh, what kind of thoughts did you have on that, Smooth? Well, as far as like uh, look and feel uh, and having some artwork for your board, I think uh, one of the things that SysOps should, should uh, really take some time to decide on prior to running their board is if they really want to get some great art from some amazing artists in this in the scene that's that's or return back to the scene to draw art they should pick a name that's short because it's so difficult to draw a huge name draw for a huge name and many of us will won't even take the request when it, when the name is too big yeah, Dark Rebellion, we're looking at you with Wizards Rainbow, bro. <laughs> that was, um, I, I, can say, I can say that because I did a screen for him. I did a screen for him, too, yeah. Exactly, so you can talk. That board name is long, so if you're not getting a ton of art, don't be mad, bro. But yeah, try to keep it simple. And also, when you're requesting uh, an art piece, give a little bit more freedom to the artist. Uh, sometimes when we get requests, you know, a lot of people uh, feel that... Uh, they can get art for free and it's going to be really detailed but you know when you're asking for a really detailed piece of artwork it'll take uh, a longer amount of time because uh, we don't have all the time in the world as as when we were younger when we were teens so we got real life like work and family to deal with so if you want something simple just uh give the artist the freedom to draw 
just uh, make sure to uh, provide a theme and they'll, they'll go from there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. What were your thoughts on uh, selecting software? As far as selecting software, I would say, I mean, you want to give yourself some credit that you're, you're pretty tech savvy, but if you don't want to do much configuration and editing of so many different things, Mystic is fairly the most easiest software to run. I mean, I've 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 checked out uh, a bunch of other softwares, and other than Mystic, I, I actually love uh, Enigma. Enigma's got a lot of forward-thinking ideas. In fact, uh, authors uh, that are creating like uh, systems like uh, Cyber BBS or Daydream or even the new Iniquity. You know, all the authors that are working on these these, these uh, software like Escape, uh, Nugax, and uh, and I Spy Human Fight, they've all taken a look at Enigma to see how certain things work because they like bits and pieces of, of what he did and they're looking to incorporate it in their own software as well. So much kudos to New Schooler for, for uh, inspiring them with, with some really cool ideas. Yeah, I've got a number of respect for New School and the stuff he's doing, man. He's just grinding away, always coming up with, with new stuff. I love it. Um, I really like what you said about knowing how tech-savvy you are before you come into it. That is really important. For example, I know a lot of guys that go by Absinthe. They're like, hey, I want to start an Amiga scene at BBS. Yeah, but then you find out they've never even been on Amiga. <laughs> so they can't even Amiga yet. They don't know how to use the, the, the shell. They don't know how any of it works. It's alien to PC, and it's very different from Linux. It's its own thing. Not to mention, CNET itself is really powerful, but you gotta be able to code. If you wanna be able to set things up in a very intuitive way and don't really plan on, on writing and modding and hacking into your own stuff, then yeah, Mystic, absolutely. You know, Enigma, absolutely. Those are definitely the ways to go. Um, but, you know, if you, if you do have some coding shops, you know what you're doing, then you can definitely look into some of those kind of off the beaten path uh, software packages. So we've covered, you know, forming the idea, selecting the software. So we'll talk about the process a little bit. Um, so after you have your software, you have your idea, you're messing around with it, you're putting it together. Give some thought beforehand on how you want to organize your board. Okay, because that really that really determines a lot of the user experience from the moment they log on to the moment they log off. So do you want everything on one page? A lot of guys do that. Um, or do you want a whole lot of subsections? So do you want to have every single command right there on the one page? Or do you want to have just a number of commands and then they go off to different areas? But you want to think about it beforehand because A, you do not want to have to go back later and redesign everything. Okay? So don't just go in there and start putting stuff all over the place. Go ahead, plot out how you want it to be organized. Because if you have to go back later and redesign things, it is going to be a damn headache. Also, you're going to have art <laughs> that you might not be able to use anymore. Um, so you don't want to have a full art theme, only have to throw it out later because none of it fits anymore. Right. You know, what are your thoughts about that as far as organizing the board smooth? Well, you know, most uh, BBS has come with some default uh, files to edit, especially when it comes to opening screens, uh, welcoming screens, uh, even uh, email responses, you know, when somebody registers. Those are those little things should be worked upon before opening up your board. You know, you, yep. you'd never want to see a default uh, text that was predefined and, and it still says, you know, welcome to this demo board. You know, <laughs> you know, you should actually take some time to comb through, you know, take a step by step and checking out, 
every section that, that you want to be able to showcase to your users. I, for one, uh, feel that, I don't, I'm not sure about you, but for, for my board, there's not a lot of people downloading. So, uh, and no one that stays more than an hour on my system. So the time bank, I've, I, I've always been looking at uh, maybe taking that offline. You know, because I, I don't see anyone using that piece. Yeah, I've got to say that, that probably depends on the nature of your board. Right. Um, I will say I, I do have some downloads. On my, most people aren't downloading on the board, uh, but some do, and that's fine. That's just the that's just the nature of where we're at as far as being BBSs now. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I don't still put a whole lot of effort into having a kick-ass file selection and I keep it current. But that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, as far as the time bank, I do have a lot of users that use that. Okay. Uh, because. I'm running on an Amiga. It's a retro board, so I do have some time restrictions until people um, get more access by participating. Mm -hmm. And some of the guys will stay on Sky Raiders, you know, or or Silk Q, and they'll stay on that thing and they'll want to play for hours. You know? Oh yeah, That's right, right, right. So some of the guys are pretty active with with their time bank, but you know, you could have a board where you don't have any time limitations, so they don't have a, a need for that. You know, or you could have a situation like Sue's talking about, like people tend to to go in, see, and check on what they want, and then they're out. So it might not be a point to it. Um, going back to what you were talking about as far as going into each of the, of the sections, really putting your own touch on it, guys, don't have that default new user email <laughs> that they get, okay? <laughs> I go to so many missing boards, even the ones that have been modded, and they have the exact same cookie cutter new user stock email that pops up. Take some time and, and welcome people to your board. You know, welcome, to, welcome them to your home. Talk to them a little bit about it. You know, it will make a change. Um, yeah, so speaking of files and um, and whatnot, so decide what files you're going to have, how you want to organize them. Mm -hmm. Are you just going to have, you know, one big section for files, you know, because you don't plan on having that many? Or do you want to have them, you know, divided in by theme? Do you want them alphabetical? Um, do you want to just have all kinds of files, or do you want to limit files, you know, according to the theme of your board? So... Give some thought to that before you start putting files and folders. Otherwise, you're going to have to move everything later on when you decide to change it. So have a solid you know, outline of how you want to organize your files first before you start moving those files in. Because it is a pain in the ass, man, to move around all those files again. Um, well, one of the things that um, I was thinking about, uh, too, uh, Anachronist, is that, uh, you know, a lot of our bulletin board softwares have like access levels, and yeah. I know I know recently uh, we've been messing around with uh, adding re a reward system because I know Enigma has one built in. I know you created one. I've got one in Ink Two right now, but I, I'm I'm not doing much with it. But uh, what I was looking to do with the point system is that once a person uh, achieves a certain level that it would automatically upgrade their access on the board to give them more time. You know, kind you of know a, the app, You know Apps Authority has that baby? You know it does. I, I know, I know, but you know, <laughs> I, that's that's what I was, I was working on to actually give an incentive to the user to post more yep. or, or upload more. And that way, yep. if their access level is is increased, they can have more time. I mean, it's it's a it's a way to bypass the whole time bank system, but it yeah. it all it also kind of um, inspires the user to actually be more active on the board. And you know, I can tell you so. So I came up with the point system a couple of years ago, j exactly with that in mind. Um, so once they 
you know, they get a certain amount of points for logging in, certain amount of points for uploading files, points for posting a message or responding, you know, things of that nature. Um, and it has worked. I have seen people actually start to get involved. They'll look for things, they'll, they'll start combing through things to respond about, you know? They'll, or they'll, they'll upload some, some files. Um, they start participating to get more time so they can do things like play Sky Raiders or, or whatever they want to do. Um, and that was fantastic to see. Now, you will have users that are like, oh, this is bullshit, man. I do not <laughs> want to have to do this just to get more time. Well, you know what, man? I don't want you on my board anyway, Labor. <laughs> you know, kick rocks. I don't care. If, if honestly, if you think that that becoming involved by responding on a BBS or uploading some files is a pain, then why are you here, man? Um, so I think that is a, a great thing to do. Now, I want to balance that by saying that initially I did make the access levels too restrictive. In other words, the, the very, now my, my access levels are, uh, they're degrees. They're based on the degrees of Freemasonry and yada, yada, yada. So there's a, the very bottom level, I didn't give them enough time. It was too draconian. It was too strict. Um, so, you know, make sure that you give them a, a reasonable amount of time, but that they'll definitely want more. Right. You know? Um, so you want to have a balance, but the point system is an absolutely fantastic way to do it. I will say that it has been a success on absence because a that does make people get more involved, and b it weeds out the lamers who don't want to be involved in the first place. Right. Yeah. So that that is fantastic. All right. So let's circle back around here a little bit. Yeah. So, um, so we talked about you know the theme. We talked about how you want to organize your files, getting that set up you know beforehand. Also, decide what FTN networks you're going to have. Man, this could be a, it could be a whole show talking about FTN networks, but the, the message board is, is really the beating heart of a BBS, and FTN is the, those are networked message boards. So one thing that I'm seeing, and Smooth, you've seen it too, is that new sysops have this Pokemon mentality, and you just got to get them all. You got to have every FTN. You have to have 500 Fido networks, and you have to have zero net and, and blah, blah, blah net, and anything with a freaking net behind it. No, man. No, man. You really, really don't. Because what happens when you have a bazillion, you know, mail networks? Because someone logs on, they get spammed with hundreds and hundreds of, of new responses from all those different echoes, and they don't read or respond to a damn one. I can promise you. Smooth, can I get an amen, bro? Amen, man. I mean, the, the especially <laughs> especially when you log onto boards that scans every single network. On every the, one of them. And, you know what? We don't care. And you're, you know, you, I, I know you're just like me, that once you get on, you're like, Q, 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 Q. You're trying to quit. I am. I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to spam back the spam. You know, <laughs> and, get me out of here. And honestly, when when you have a board and you've got uh, either lo local or even FTN, you know, network message areas, yep. e e uh, people have to realize that when users log on, you are like the the coach of the team. Okay, that's how that's how I see it. And when they see the coach or the sysop being involved in their in their local message areas or even on their FTN message areas. They're like, oh my God, this guy, this guy is alive and he's posting and I, I want to be on the board that there's there's stuff going out, not just coming in. Because I've, I've been on many boards where, where it's just a lurking board. People go in there just to read and nobody posts, you know, and it's sad because, you know, I mean, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I mean, 
the message where I was saying, you know, earlier is a beating heart, you know, of a BBS. Um, let's talk a little bit more about that once we get into the into the maintaining the healthy board section of it. Okay. Because um, I'm sure we could talk a whole lot sure. more about that. But, sure. Yeah, but, but circling back, you know, you want to select what mail networks you have. So look at which ones are out there. There are tons of great ones. You know, ZeroNet is cool. Um, FidoNet is, is classic and <laughs> has just about everything you could want. Now, are they, you know... Are they all very active? Not so much. Um, but, you know, look into who's on the different networks. Are there theme, you know, there are theme networks out there. Um, so decide which ones you're going to have. Don't get them all. It's a bad move as a new sysop. It will spam your users. They don't care. And they're just going to mentally check out. Trust me on that. So pick a few. Go with it. Um, like on Absinthe, I have my local message board, which I'm very active in. And my users are too. And I have a RackNet. I have one. Because Arachnid is all you need, y'all. Arachnid is all you need. Arachnid is cool. <laughs> but it, but it, it is an invite only, so it takes a little work to get Arachnid. So you will want to probably pick somebody else at first. Um, unless you can find, you know, a number of Fido, um, you know, message boards that, that apply to your theme. Less is more. Less is more. Pick a few and be active in them, and your users will be too. The, the, um, the only other thing that I see that people are adding too much of, uh, I'm starting to notice where... Some uh, some boards have more than uh, one or two uh, game servers. I've, I've logged on one where he had like dude yes like yes. four or five. I mean, yeah, with if, some of them with the same games on them. <laughs> and and and, the, and that's the thing, right? I mean, if they if a couple of them have the same game, which one are you gonna log on to to play? Because you want you want to be able to compete and have your scores compete with with users uh, on a specific server. I mean, you don't want to necessarily play the same game on multiple game servers on the same board, right? Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. So the sysop, you know, the new sysop is sitting there. It's like, I have 10 versions of Lord running on my board. And meanwhile, you have 10 guys who called, and every one of them picked a different version to play. And they're all like, where's everybody at? See, what I, what I liked one time was that, uh, I think it was Hawk, you know, wow. on, on Black Flag. He created a tournament style uh game with lord right. and he yeah. invited all the the artists from b7 and so and i think it was fuel at the time to play and people logged on and played and and that's what's awesome. what's fun is because they know where to go to play a specific games to compete with you know one another i mean it's so difficult to try to figure out hey uh you know anachronist which game server did you go on to play that game i want to compete against your score on that game server like what if what if you're you know, your system doesn't have that that same game server, right? It'd be like, oh, it's a waste of time, you know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I took all game servers off of my board, <laughs> but that, that that's just me. But um, but that really is the heart of it. It's, it's just like when you don't want a whole ton of FTN networks on your board. You don't want... And once again, it's that Pokemon mentality. Most boards that I go to, you go on, and they're all like, we have 200, 300 games. Yeah, but no one's playing them because you have 200 or 300 games. Select... A few, select a few that are great games. Ideally, you know, even ideally something that has to do with your theme. But you know, especially if you're on PC or Linux, uh, you know, on the Amiga side, we're not quite as blessed with the the, the rich and vast the rich and vast history of, of door production that uh, the PC and Linux side is blessed with. We do have some, but not like you guys. So you have a ton to pick from. So pick a few and push them. Play the play some of them yourself. You know, whether it's a Serper or or Lord, or some of the games off the beaten path, preferably. Look for some of the games that maybe, you know, not everyone has, but just pick a few games, get active, and get your users active in them. Because if you have 
hundreds of games, no one's going to play them, bro. I promise you. Uh, so, Smooth, thanks for bringing that up, man. That was well, absolutely fantastic. There's one, there's one game server that I'd like to plug because okay. all, all of the games that's on his game server is written by him. And oh, it, okay. it's the one, uh, it's... Uh, oh, but, wait, are you talking about Black Rock, BCR? Yeah, Black Black Rock, uh, you know, because Dark is Rebellion... BCR? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, okay, that is the exception. So, number one, so that's by uh, Dark Rebellion or uh, Shooter. So, and he only has a couple games on there. He has, um, he has Freedom Train from here to Eternity, from here to Eternity, I think was his first one. Then Freedom Train, which I played a lot of. Yeah. And then he has a brand new game, Insomnia, which is which is really killer and really unique. But so if you are going to pick a server to have, have his because they are unique games. They are some of the most high quality productions in the scene period. Yeah. Um, so that is, thank you for bringing that up. That is the exception. Yeah. It's not, it's not black rock. Like I said, it's BCR, which is black country rock. Sorry about that. Oh yeah. I think that was me too. Yeah. Black country rock, but definitely, definitely have that one. It's absolutely fantastic. And it's not a, it is not a spammy game server. It is the only way to play, uh, three of the most fantastic games, you know, really out there in modern door development. So, yeah. So, big plug, big shout-out to uh, Dark Rebellion. He's doing really great work. So, we've already talked about organizing the board, deciding how you want to organize it, not putting too much stuff up there, making sure curation. You want to curate the items you have on your board. But now, you you know, you've decided how you want to organize your board, but it's all stuck. You don't need art. So, how do you get all this sick art that's out there that we see in the scene? So you want to start reaching out to artists and art groups in the scene and put in art requests. But you want to do that, this is key, guys, after you have already put work into your board. Okay? I can't tell you how many requests I get to do art for a new systems board. And they say, well, yeah, well, you know, it's all pretty stock right now. Well, well, all right, bro. Well, why am I going to spend time drawing for a board that likely won't be around next year? Mm-hmm. Or this lame. It's lame as hell, you know? If... If you put in work to, to set something up and you're customizing your board, then artists, they're going to be more willing to give you, you know, our time. Um, I mean, Smooth, I mean, you've been in the, in the game way longer than I have been, man. How many times do you have SysOps hitting you up for art and they're like, yeah, it's all stock? Oh, all the time, man, all the time. And, you know, there, there's some stuff that people can actually design themselves. Not, not everything has to be an art piece. You know, because there's there's times when I, I've I've logged onto a board and, and it's got a simplistic look, but the the way they laid out the navigation, uh, the amount of content that they modified to make it unique, and just by be uh, noticing that they are continually participating in updating their auto messages, and yes. and taking taking some time to even install some local games, you know, like uh, local to the board, not not just the games. Or I I put a lot of uh, kudos to those sysops because they took some time to actually modify their system. Exactly, exactly. So if we see that you've, if we see that you have a strong theme, you put thought into it, that you've you, you set up your your board well, that you have, you're putting in files into your file sections um, that are they are quality quality curated files, that you have a well organized message base, and that you are actively posting in your message board. Maybe you've tried to do you know modifications the best you can on your own. Like you put together some custom menus or some custom features. Um, but any of that, once we see that you've put effort into your board and that you're serious, then we're willing to take our time, of course. you know, and, and do some art for you because we want to sure. support you because, you know, sysops, sysops are the, they're the soldiers out there. They're the soldiers out here 
you know, making it happen, keeping our, our scene alive. And, you know, to be honest with you, BBSs are the only real-world use applications of text art, guys. Like, text art is great, and we all, a lot of us do it for its own sake, but the only thing that actually needs text art are BBSs. So we want to support the guys who, who support us. So if you put work into your board, put work into your board, have a strong theme first before you come to the artists and art groups. If you come to us, you know, the strong theme, like my theme is, I don't know, my theme is dinosaurs. Or my theme is, uh, my theme is 1960s retro futuristic sci-fi. That's a that's something cool. But that's that. that's the thing, man. I'll, uh, I'm sorry to cut cut in there, uh, an actress, but I'm, I'm terrible about it. You go ahead, man. <laughs> but you know the the uh, the the fact of the matter is is that there is a lack of, of boards out there that have specific themes. I mean, I, I remember reading a post one time on on Facebook where someone asked, like, you know, all these boards, they they've got the same files and they've got art. Are I mean, they're all are, are they all art boards? I mean, how do I know which board to go? to go to you know what's a yeah. go-to board and it's hard nowadays to even specify like hey like you said there there's a bulletin board that talks about you know building up your your old uh you know monster card there's a there i don't know where they have a board where they talk about lowriders i don't know they have a board that talks about e-games you know some of these things are lacking in the community and and it get it's got gone to a point that everybody just has the same thing like everyone else and it would be nice i'm not saying that everybody should go out there and, and make changes to your board right now but it'd be nice to see what you know sysops uh like to do you know what are their hobbies L logging into their local areas and going hey i share that same hobby i want to talk to that you know that person about it. there's other users in here that have the same uh likes and and, and dislikes as i do i i want to be able to share some ideas you know, those are the kind of things that I would like to see more of on bulletin boards because, you know, there there are uh, even networks where all we do now is just read. Uh, it'd be nice, too, to see sysops actually post new messages, you know, to start new discussions. That'd be great. You have to do it. You, you know, you, you definitely have to do it. Um, all right. So we talked about reaching out to artists in our groups, you know, and so and how do you actually that's just one thing I think of. So. How do you reach out to artists okay. and art groups in the scene? Um, so check out check out Sixteen Colors. Uh, Sixteen Colors is pretty much the scene repository for for text mode art. Um, so look through some of the packages. No, pardon me, the packs that are put up there. See which groups are doing the kind of art that you like. Reach out to them. You can just do a Google search for the groups. Pop in a Discord and try to find them. Stop by any of the BBSs and just ask, hey, how do I get in touch with Impure? How do I get in touch with Blocktronics? How do I get in touch with Legacy Crew? And just come by. Um, do be respectful, polite, and realize that an art request is a request. Okay? It's saying, hey, can someone can someone do this for me? Someone might say yeah. Someone might say no. You know, but it is a, it is a request, so, so do keep that in mind. But I will tell you that if you continue to put in good work to your board, you will get noticed, and there will be artists that want to work with you, especially if you have a cool theme. Because artists artists want to draw things that they like. You know, they want to draw thing, things that are different. So if you wanted to do something like, I don't know, uh, you know, old horror movies, like old Dracula, the Wolfman, Mummy, Creature from the Black Lagoon, I guarantee you there's an artist like, oh, hell yeah, <laughs> let me draw that stuff. Have a strong theme, 
you'll probably get a strong artist. All right, so moving out from that. Um, you know, actually, you know, I do want to put in another thing. I think that there are probably a lot of text artists out there that don't know their text artists. Because I will tell you, um, when I first started my BBS uh, and got into the scene as a sysop instead of a caller, I had no idea that I had artistic talent. Uh, my mother is, a, is an artist by trade, and that's how she makes her living. I always thought that that skipped right over me. I had no idea that my muse would be a computer keyboard. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, I picked it up, and I got serious about it. Um, I got kind of obsessed with Amiga Asking, Amiga Ansi, really. And kept studying it, kept studying artists, kept developing my, my own style. And now I'm, I'm very happy with, with what I'm doing and, and the direction I'm going in. And I never would have had any idea that I could be, you know, a text artist if I hadn't tried and put in real effort. So if you're having, you know, issues finding art for your board, then start studying the art that's out there. Start, the, start studying artists over the years. Um, start putting in some work. Try to draw some basic things. Look up examples. There are some tutorials out there. Not as many as I would like, um, but there are tutorials out there. Maybe reach out to some of the artists for tips. You might find out that you're a text artist. I promise you there are a lot of you guys out there who don't know that you have the talent because I had no idea until I actually started trying. And, and you know, the, the, the other thing, too, uh, to that, uh, an actress, is that by uh, sysops or even just normal users, you know, trying out the different softwares to create text text art, they'll actually gain an appreciation of those that are good at it because they'll find out shortly that <laughs> it's not as easy as it seems. And no. it, it took it took several months to even several years for a lot of us to perfect our art. And you know, if you if you look at it as if like, wow, but he did it in just a certain amount of time, it's because of the amount of time he put in. To get that good i mean it's not like we learned it in a single week and we became professional text artists no it took some time to get there oh yeah man my first stuff was crap <laughs> you know my first stuff was crap and in fact i still but over the years you know you, you constantly can see your progression if you keep working at it you know but keep working at it um study you know the techniques of the artists who have come before i mean we're all standing on the shoulders of giants the art scene has been around for decades decades you know, so there's always something to learn out there and then focus on. Well, you know what? This honestly will be an entire episode by itself. So we'll move on from that. OK, but basically, that's how you reach out to artists and art groups. Right. Make sure that you put in the work first. Make sure that you have a strong theme. And while you're at it, see if you can draw some text. Try it out. You never know. And, and you know, if if uh, if you can't wait and you need to get some art real quick, um, you know, I, I got to plug Luciana Ares, also known as Enzo. He still has his website up called Ansi Garden. And you should honestly Ansi take a Garden, look. Yeah, yeah AnsiGarden.com is still up and running. <clears throat> he, he's, he's got a bunch of themes on there. He's got a bunch of graphics on there. There are some free downloads yep. as well. But, to, you know, drop by and, and, uh, and take a look at, uh, at what kind of artwork he's got available because it could match the theme of your board, you know, exactly as, as how he wanted it to be. So give it, give it, a, give it a visit, AnsiGarden.com. I got to co-sign that. Luciano, his work is always professional, too. I mean, this guy is his professional level. Super nice guy, super easy to work with. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, next thing. Get modding. All right? So, go around. You want to start modding your board. Uh, you don't want to have a stock board. So, go around to the various modding groups and coders out there. See what's available. 
pick which mods you like best. The mods that you like best are going to be Phenom mods because we make the best mods. <laughs> um, but I don't know. There, there are there is a ton of material. There's out a lot there out for, there. Yeah. yeah, there's 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 so much. Um, so you're going to find a bazillion one-liner mods, a bazillion, you know, walls, a, a bazillion, all kinds of stuff. You know, top ten callers, you know, top downloaders. There's so much to pick from. You know, our cup runneth over at this point. Um, so pick which ones you know match your theme, which ones match the feel of your board. Don't just use the ones that came with the software package. So definitely do some research and you know really see what's out there. And it doesn't have to be a brand new mod. You don't have to have the same mod that just popped off the assembly line like everyone else. There's a lot of really great stuff that came out you know back in the '90s. And some of that retro stuff is really cool if it's a good fit for you. So see what's out there, see what's available. Now one thing, one thing, and I can't stress this enough, is try to learn how to code. All right, because I will say that if you want to have a place at the end of the day, if you want a place that is truly, truly your own, you have to be able to change it without relying on others. All right. Now this probably scares some of the guys off. Like, listen, this like. Oh man, I ain't gonna code. No, I can't code. I want. I just want to have a BBS. That's fine, man. There's a lot to be said for having a BBS with a strong, engaged sysop. But for those of you out there who like to tinker with stuff and are more of like the work on the custom car kind of guys, or you want to create your own, honestly, create your own microcosm with your BBS, you have to be able to code. If you can already code, then man, you're gonna have a blast. If not. Guys, I promise you, coding for BBSs is some of the easiest code you could ever do because all you do is pushing text. Uh, it might seem intimidating. You would be shocked with how much a tiny bit of coding knowledge will go in the BBS world because all you're doing is just moving text, writing to files, maybe later on accessing some APIs. All of this stuff, I promise you, really isn't that hard. Um, and it's a great place to learn. If I was going to learn how to code anywhere, in fact, that's where I did learn to do most of my code is in the BBS world. Um, it's a fantastic place for it. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to be able to create programs to offer value and entertainment in the BBS world. There are a lot of guys who can point you in the right direction for that. Um, you can drop by the Arachnet Discord, drop by the Phenom Discord, post in our message boards. Guys, if, if, if you are showing that you want to be put in some of the work yourself, then I promise you, guys in the scene will be happy to point you in the right direction. No one's going to hold your hand, though. You're going to have to put in the work. But if you want to put in the work, there will be a lot of guys to support you and push you in the right direction. What yeah. do you think, Smooth? There's, well, there's a lot of, you know, exactly. And, and there's a lot of sample code out there. There's a lot of mods that are in script form that you can actually take a look at, at everything that someone's actually put together to, to get it to work. And there's people out there that are willing to help and and the the keyword is help and not do it for you so ask the ask the questions as detailed as you can and people are, will be happy to respond with some answers or even just to guide you in the right direction to to get you going you know and the you know as much as uh there are samples out there documentation some core documentations for for boards they they lack a little but there are additional documentation that that sysops have put together when they created mods for their boards and you just need to uh reach out and, and ask because a lot of people sometimes don't even try to uh you know um uh, ask a question or, or or post a message in, in a message board to find out something they they're just reading to see if it's posted and sometimes people don't post if you don't ask you know yeah, I mean, a lot of guys are intimidated 
you know, they come into the BBS world, they don't know anybody. It's like they're at their, their first day of high school and they're holding their they're holding their cafeteria tray and looking at the tables and all the tables are filled with people shaking their heads. Like, it's not going to be that bad. Just put down your tray, man. Everyone's cool. But yeah, it, definitely go on, ask some questions. Like you said, a lot of people won't ask. They'll be embarrassed. Man, I promise you, it is not embarrassing to say, hey, where can I go to learn how to code some MPY or MPL? How do I, you know... How do I learn to code some some Python for BBSs or on the Amiga side some AREX or coding in C4? Well, if you do learn how to code in C4, then you do have your work cut out for you. But I am more than happy to point someone in the right direction and say, hey, you know, here are some examples of files you can just open right up and look at the code. You know? Oh so yeah. Here's some, you know, here here's an example like, hey, this file is a great example of, you know, pulling out data and parsing it from a text file. Or here's a great example of accessing you know um json for, from an api or here's a great example of just how to print text to the damn screen no problem man well we'll shoot in the right direction but don't keep coming back with stupid <laughs> with tons of questions that so you haven't put the work in you know go there do the work and then if you have some honest questions i i love seeing people that are willing to, to start you know learning well, I mean, a good example is like poly 420 mm -hmm. you know he came into the scene and he went right to work. He didn't know anything about code and started learning how to code on his own. He asked questions every now and then, but that is a guy who is clearly willing to put in the work himself. And you know what? Everyone's cool with him because he's putting in the work himself. So be like that. Well, another great example, and it was it was it was me. Um, I'm I'm not ashamed to ask a question, even as stupid as it may be, because I want to find out how do I get to do something. And uh, one of those things that I, I actually reached out. Uh, online for on facebook was skip skip thompson when he did that those uh mods on it it's an apple bulletin board for god's sake you know right. uh when when i saw extended uh extended font usage the first time i seen it was was by using sync term and logging onto a synchronet board because synchronet board uh is in sync with with some a lot of the new features that come out with sync term you know the developers uh of sync term and and synchronet actually work together to be able to uh, merge some of their ideas together. And when I saw an Apple bulletin board run by Skip Thompson that was utilizing, I was like, how in the world did he figure it out? <laughs> that was yeah. a flex. That was definitely a flex. You know, and no one was asking. I'm, I'm looking at what he's doing, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, that is such an amazing feature that another bulletin board software is using, and, and it's an older system. It's not a newer or modern system. It's it's an Apple, uh, you know, bulletin board. So I reached out to him on on Facebook and I says, you know, Skip, tell me how you did this. And he broke it down, and I loved it. And I actually, from the detailed uh, steps that he he gave on on Facebook, I was able to follow them and got it to work with Mystic. And a lot of people didn't um, believe it at first, but when I showcased it online and I said, hey, look at this, I've, I'm using extended fonts, but, but not just, you know, to add these, uh, you know, uh, graphics to the font or using, say, old English and, and making my font look different. But I, I figured out that with extended font, uh, something that we used to do before where we were saving a, a file as an XBIN, we can now display it as standard ANSI, but with the extended font being sent through as a, a base 64 text. And, and it's great. And it wasn't, I wouldn't have figured that out 
if if it wasn't for the help of Skip Thompson, and I got I got to give him kudos for that. That and that kind of attitude is really really great, you know, to see in the scene. Now I do want to say that you know when you reach out for stuff like that, when it's for some type of core feature, you know, that's a core feature of you know of sync term um, that that smooth want to learn how to utilize, like like Skip was doing. Um, but if someone created something, I would say super custom for their BBS, they wrote custom code for it. Don't think they're going to hand you the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> they're probably people do have to keep some some things to themselves. But something like that, that was a a really inventive use of a, of a core component. Then yeah, reach out and ask because he might be a great guy like Skip, you know, and, and point you in the right direction. So that really covers the the section for you know for creating the board. So now I want to get into running a healthy active board and uh, smooth. Smooth really hit to the heart of it earlier when he talked about, we're going to keep harping on this, guys, the Mrs. Board. Because, you know, BBS, BBS is an acronym for Bulletin Board Service. It's not an acronym for File Board Service or Game Board Service. It stands for Bulletin Board Service. Now, files files are important as well. But there are much better ways to get files that you the most advanced BBS, okay? Um, if you look at boards and platforms that focus near exclusively on files, I promise you, you will see that their user base is stagnant and has been for a long time. If it's a bulletin board that is just focusing on files, I'll say this again, that's just focusing on files, it's going to be the same guys that have been going to that board for years, if not decades, and they're not going to be engaging new people. You might as well just run an FTP, all right? I mean, I'm kind of opinionated, that's my opinion, but it's a damn good one, and <laughs> I promise you, you look out there, that's what you'll see. Now, message spaces, however, Messages build and engage the community. It keeps them coming back to spend time. When you get, when you post a message and you get a response on a BBS, it's almost like you got, you're checking the mailbox to see if there's mail in there. It's not like getting, it's not like something popping up on Facebook Messenger. There's a different feel to it. Dudes get excited about that stuff. I see them call in and the first thing they'll do is they'll go to see if they have a response. I don't do that on my Facebook. Eventually I'll see what kind of backlog I have of people messaging me, but this is a special thing, you know, it's a special thing about BBSs. You want to remember that your BBS is your home. Your BBS is your home. It's a man's castle. When you invite friends, or a lady's castle too, when you invite friends over, you don't throw a to-go box of food at their face to close the door, okay? That's not what you do. You sit down, you pour a drink, you hang out. So in order to do that, you have to be actively engaged, and, and Smooth brought this up earlier, he was so right. You have to be actively engaged in posting new message topics on your board and respond to the messages that are there in a reasonable time frame. If you don't do it, your board's going to die. All right? Because people will come back, they'll check. If they, if they call in three times and you still haven't responded to them in a reasonable amount of time, they'll probably just check out. You know, Or if they don't see new message topics being posted up, they'll assume your board is dead. We talked about FTNs earlier. You cannot depend on FTN traffic, networked mail. You cannot depend on networked mail to be a substitute for an active local message board. Because other boards, which are probably much cooler than your board, <laughs> have it too. So they'll just go to the much cooler board. Now I'm saying I'm not saying that's always going to be the case. Keep working on your board. You'll have one of the most kick-ass boards out there. But I'm saying that other boards already have those same networked mail message bases. Um, so they'll just go there and read it. So be active, post new message in your message board. Don't throw them a to-go box in the face. Also, get user feedback on what is working on your board and what isn't. All right, so some new feature that you just put in, you might think is really cool, but it might be hella annoying to other people. 
you know, or it could be some built-in aspect of the BBS software itself is really irritating to use, you know, so you want to keep your finger on the pulse of the board. So <laughs> one that it's funny, man, it like smooth. Have you ever had somebody come on your board um, and then you, you need to break in for, for a chat or to fix something. But the moment when they realize like, wait a minute, can you see what I'm doing on your board? <laughs> Straight up freaks, it freaks people out, but they're like, wait, what? Like, they feel like you busted into their bedroom or something. Like, yeah, people can see what you do on the on the BBS, man. It's a BBS, okay? But there's a reason why you do want to, sometimes, I mean, you want to, you don't want to be rude and you don't want to spy somebody on your board because that is rude. You want to give them space and give them privacy. But when you do have a new feature or if you want to see how people are interacting with the flow of your board, you do want to actually see how people interact with it. And you will see people tripping up on maybe a new feature you put in. You might see people tripping up on something that's built into the BBS uh, platform itself. So you're going to want to change that. Uh, what do you think, Smooth? Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, totally agree with, with with everything that you're saying, man. Um, I, I've always uh, felt that, you know, uh, we don't necessarily know what everybody's looking for and, and sometimes we we do need to inquire to our users to see you know are there anything that they are looking for uh is there anything about the board that's that's not working for them especially like i i always feel like i've i've made my navigation easy there's times where i might go through my board you know uh on a regular basis and then find out later like oh my god this section is actually difficult to ma to maneuver through yeah. I, I'm 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 wondering now whether users stop logging on because of that, you know, and like, you're absolutely right, man. Like I put in, like I put in this this big crazy fancy file processor called Thoth. It does all these kick-ass things. It ties in all these different classic Amiga file processing mods and my mods. Well, you know what? I started paying attention, and there's this one guy. Um, it's Dino. I'll give you a shout out. And uh, he came on, and he, and he is a file trader, you know, so he's moving around all the latest, you know, Amiga files and whatnot. And he's like, man, this is crap to use. It takes forever. And I started, when I started looking at it, I'm like, you know, he's right. So I made this thing. It seemed really, really cool to me. But to someone who wanted to upload a bunch of files, it was absolutely miserable to use. So I'm working on changing that. I never would have known if I hadn't gotten feedback from him about it. Well, the, the other thing that uh, I remember um, a user telling me at one time, and, you know, this goes back to our discussion about having a themed board, right? Because, you know, when we're on Facebook or even on Discord, we tend to post mainly in areas that are BBS related, correct? Yep. And yep. the thing is, is if, you, if you've got a themed board, you know, you can now extend to other areas on Facebook or Reddit or anywhere else and say, hey, Guys, uh, for, for those of you that are uh, having discussions about, you know, uh, growing in a garden, right? Uh, there's this amazing bulletin board. It's not a website, but there's this amazing bulletin board that they have discussions about what they do to actually grow summer vegetables or winter vegetables. And, you know, download the software and connect to this, this address. But, uh, you know... When I when I go on Facebook and and I, I log into like say, bulletin board uh, BBSing two point the main users of those areas are sysops. It's not even just users; it's mainly sysops. And if and yeah. if the sysops that are there are not actively involved in their own BBSs, 
what what are they actually sharing in there? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Exactly. They're just having it. Just having it to be like, oh, I'm so ironic. I have a BBS in 2022. Like, okay, man, you have a lame BBS in 2022. That's that's terrible. But yeah, and, hey, during COVID, COVID gardens are a thing. A whole lot of my friends were started looking around and like, you know what, man, growing my own food. Uh, that's probably one of the only good things that came out of that that terrible plague. But yeah, so people will be interested in that. So reach out and say, hey, come by the board. Some really cool stuff happening. We're we're sharing, you know, gardening tips. Uh, we're sharing some of the solutions that we come up with for, you know, gardening in a, in a small, closed environment. Any of that kind of stuff is really. And I got to tell you, I haven't been very good about that. I, I think it's easy to get so to, to have your vision so constrained and so laser focused on adding new things to your board that you forget to get out there and really network. Um, but I do have a section coming up where we talk a little bit more about promotion, so I'll save it for that. But that, that is a great point. So yeah, you want to get user feedback on what's working on your, what you're, on your board and what isn't. And also, if something is tripping someone up that's part of the, the actual BBS platform that you're using, um, whether it's you know the message interface for Mystic or it's the file interface for, for Amiga CNET, if you're learning to mod, that's a great first mod. See if you can go ahead and alleviate that and improve it. Um, you know, with your own coding, or find if there's a mod out there that takes care of that issue, because there probably is. All right, so, so moving on a little bit, you want to actively post news items from the sysop, letting people know what you're doing with the board. Let them know what you're doing with the board. Let them know what's coming up, or honestly, just anything really. There is a wasteland of dead, inactive boards out there. Let your callers know that you're not one of them. Um, so you can talk about. Say, hey, this is a new file section I'm working on. I'm working on a file section that deals with, um, you know, ham radio. Uh, so I'm trying to upload a bunch of uh, a bunch of how-to uh, manuals. Or, hey, I'm working on my I'm working on coding my first game. Uh, this is the game. Check it out. Or you can be like, hey, uh, what's up, guys? I just got back from a trip from Las Vegas. This is what happened in, in Las Vegas. Um, here are some ideas. Just let them know that the board is actively being worked on and that you're actively alive. Um, so if you go on a smoothest board, you'll see he has a cool uh, scrolling, you know, uh, news interface up there. Uh, if you go into my board, I've got a whole custom mod for it that's always letting guys know what's going on. Most of the best boards I've been on have. If you go on Shooter's board, if you go on to uh, Wizards Rainbow, he's got you know a, a great updater right there that lets people know what's going on with him personally, but also what he's doing with the board and. That really shows a lot of life um, and goes a long way, I think, to have people coming back and, and checking in. All right, so best practices. All right, so we talked about a lot of that, actually. We talked about not having as many FTNs as possible, not having every door um, you know, in the world. Um, ah, here's another thing. I'm actually, I'm struggling with this as well. Having a ton of stuff at login could be a lot of fun. Um, and having a, a, you know, a really, and you want to have a really cool login sequence. That's for sure. It's kind of like your login sequence is kind of like a show, a little journey you take people on as they go to your board and you put a lot of your personality there, but man, it can get out of hand. Okay. You can go to a board and you're sitting there like, okay, I've now wasted all the time I had on my lunch break to go to a BBS just trying to log into the day of BBS. I'm a fan of custom login options, and I, I see a lot of boards do have this now that either let you skip all of the content um, or see just the highlights or get the full sequence. All right, it shouldn't be a chore to log into your board. Let users decide if they want to view the new files or messages or just skip them. Don't force them to look at the new files. Don't force them to look at the new messages. Give them the option. This is something that I've personally had to improve with my board, um, and 
Now I do have extensive options for letting you skip just about everything or seeing just the highlights. But that was something I've struggled with. Um, so don't don't try to stuff your entire VBS into the login because it's obnoxious and people just don't enjoy it. What do you think, Smooth? I'm I'm telling the truth. I'm one of the people that's guilty of that sometimes. And for shame! For but, shame! But you know I what? Say good day, sir. But I've been I've been looking to <laughs> I've been looking to short, uh, shorten that process um, because right, right. I, I too uh, end up bypassing a lot of that on my own system. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, given that you received uh, high enough access, you can actually do a quick logon, and that bypasses a, a lot of those intro screens that they see. But there are some intro screens that are important for users to see. So. Pick and choose. There are like news. Yeah, news. I no matter what, you're gonna get news on my board because I might have a critical yeah. item up there that's saying, "Hey, this section is down," or "Hey, this board will be down at this time," or yada yada yada, or "Hey, there was a crash." So I would say news is one of those things you can't skip. But honestly, this is my personal opinion. I wouldn't even tie the the ability to skip to access level. Just let them do it. Now I do have okay. So on absinthe, whenever there's a new user, the new user automatically gets the full sequence. Mm -hmm. On their second callback, then they can access. They can either do ultra fast, fast, or normal. Um, that way, they they see what the board has. Yeah. Um, but then in the future, they they can always skip it. So. Well, there's a there's a cool uh, mod that's available in Mystic by default that I think a lot more uh, Mystic uh, bulletin board sysop should use. Uh, it's a way to show a file once, and it will it won't show it again until that file's updated. So, you know, if it's something like a message to your users or an update to your users, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to see it uh, the ver uh, very first time around, but to read it over and over again, it, it sometimes can be monotonous. So yeah. if, if it doesn't have to display every, at every single logon, you might, you know, for Mystic BBSs, I'm not sure about other uh, softwares out there, but there, there is a script file available for seeing something only once. Okay, yeah, something like that would be would really be perfect. Um, here's another best practice. So this is something I recently learned the hard way. Okay, we're all learning, man. All of us are all of us are learning. Um, it might not be applicable to everyone, but many BBS platforms have an option to set an expiration date on accounts after X amount of days of inactivity. Sometimes it's by access level. So it might say, hey, this person has logged in for a year, kill their account. Or it might be, a, hey, this person's a you know a new user. If they haven't done anything in 60 days, kill the account. Um, so I run on a classic Amiga, so I was concerned with disk space being eaten up. Because we don't have terabytes, guys, all right? Um, well, now we do, but generally we don't. So I was concerned by disk space being eaten up by inactive accounts. Well, I was really aggressive with it. And you know what? It's a BBS. Some guys just get busy with life or they lose interest in the scene for a while. Or maybe they checked out your board back when you first started and it wasn't as developed, or maybe you didn't have they didn't have you didn't have content you know online that they liked at the time. But I would have guys that would come back after ninety days and they couldn't log in. They couldn't log in because the board had automatically called their their new account. And a lot of them, I got messages from them, whether it's on Discord or via the board's uh, email, and they just said screw it instead of making another account. Even worse, a lot of guys thought I had banned them. One guy was like, what did I do, man? I was like, I don't know. What did you do? <laughs> you know, the, I looked in and, no, nah, man, my, my, my ultra-aggressive um, user account calling was the issue. So the whole thing turned out to create a much bigger headache than what it was designed to prevent. 
Uh, the cure was worse than the disease. So in my opinion, I would not even put an expiration date on accounts, period. Especially if you're running on a modern platform where, you know, a couple bytes or a couple kilobytes for the, the user file isn't going to hurt you. Um, I would just review them every now and then. Like say, hey, you know, once a year I'm just going to review, you know, some of my accounts and see if it's getting out of hand, see if we need to call any. Um, again, I think this is probably only a concern for those of us working on legacy platforms, but there are a lot of us. Mm-hmm. But I would just say for those of us that are, don't put an expiration date on the accounts. It's just going to be a pain in your neck, man. So. Well, I do the same thing. Uh, I don't. I don't put expiration uh, on any any user account. Um, it, it's a feature available on on Mystic. I'm you know I'm not sure if it's available on on a lot of the older legacy systems, but I, I'd prefer to mark an account as deleted if I find a user yeah. that's a trouble user and then have maintenance purge it after a certain amount of time. But yeah, as far as uh, for standard users, you know, there, there are people that they, they run into some uh, issues with time and they're not able to log on your board all the time. Or they've gone on a vacation and decided to come back and share s- some of their experiences and then they're like, oh, where's my account? Well, you know, I just, yeah, exactly. I, I just leave them as is so that that way they can log in later. And then you find out that that person that was out for like two to three months uh, two to three months later, he's like the most active user that you've got. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you, you might have a new game that you develop or a new mod or a new file section or whatever, and they come back and you didn't have that before, especially if you have a new board. Um, so, I mean, I've had guys that'll give a call like almost once a year, it seems, and I still want them to call. I want to be there for them when they call once a year. So don't be like me when I first started. Don't put the expiration date on the accounts. It's not worth the trouble. So let's see what else here. Okay, so... Promotion. Um, so this section is going to be a, a big case of needing to listen to my own advice. Because <laughs> I know what needs to be done. I've done a bit of it, but not enough. So I, I think I touched on this earlier, but I keep telling myself, okay, I'll do a big PR you know, ad push after I finish this feature or this feature. But you know what? There's always another feature that needs to be modded or put in or art. Um, and so I keep pushing it back and procrastinating and not getting in more users to my board. So I think the moral of the story is don't procrastinate about it. Once you feel that your board is ready, truly ready, let people know and let people know regularly. You know, it's, I got to tell you, this is not the 90s anymore. Um, so for for new sysops, a lot of them might have, might have that, like, if you build it, they will come mentality. No, bro, they really will not. They really will not just magically appear from the ether. Um, and you'll have some people come by, uh, but people have to know about it. You know, BBSing is a is a extremely niche hobby. Um, there are just a lot, not a lot of people out there, so you have to let them know. You know, social media sucks, and is one of the big reasons that a lot of us even use this. But you have that is a great outlet to reach new people. So I know it might seem running counter to the entire point of having this alternative platform, but the fact remains that. It is a fantastic way to invite people to experience what a BBS is and experience your BBS. You're not going to catch any fish by sitting on your couch. You have to go out to the lake. All right? Once you feel your board is ready, go out there and let people know. But I will say one thing. If your board is lame or stock, do us a favor and don't advertise it. (laughs) I don't want to have somebody with some lame or stock board, but they have a ton of money, so they splash all over the place because... If your board is the first experience they have with a BBS, if it's lame, it's probably the last experience they'll have with a BBS. They're going to think, oh, well, I checked out the BBS experience and it was terrible. 
Um, so just wait. Wait until you have something themed, content-rich, organized, and attractive. Then, man, blast it everywhere. Let everyone know. Um, run a Facebook. Run a Facebook page. I mean, I have a Facebook page for mine. Um, you know, get involved with communities. Actually, <laughs> Smooth already knocked this one out of the park earlier. Get together communities that share the theme of your board. Um, so pop onto the forums online. Let them know. Pop into some of the Discord channels. Let them know. I'm going to say, you know, an example of someone who's done a killer job of this, I'm going to say is Stackfall. Stackfall runs Bottomless Abyss BBS. So the theme of Bottomless Abyss of uh, is hacking with the, with an interesting sub-theme of being in the deep sea, but it works. <laughs> it definitely works. Well, he's part of a large community of, of hackers and uh, hobbyists, tech enthusiasts, and I think he's very active with some uh, conventions for that. They are all calling his board. I think this cat got like... Over a hundred calls in one day in BBS land. That's a lot of damn calls, <laughs> okay. And he did it because he has a strong theme. He is tapped into a community that is that is engaged and enthusiastic, and he's made his board, bottomless of BBS, a home base for that group of hobbyists. He did a killer job with it. So be like Stackfall. That was really good. Uh, what do you think as far as uh, BBS promotion smooth? You know. People should regularly post uh, uh, ads um, on social media because sometimes um, ads that are posted gets very quickly, especially when people are posting different types of messages in in, in the uh, online groups. So I, th I think uh, there's an actual lacking of advertisement, uh, you know, on social media, and there should be more. And yeah. and the other part is. Make full use of uh, other other sites and share with you know other sysop other sites as well, because we, we you know we all need to need to know. I mean, I might not know everywhere to go to. I, I kind of know some of the main ones that I should be advertising on. Like you know, I, I usually go on Twitter, on on Instagram, on YouTube, on you know uh, Facebook or or Reddit, but. If you find another place that's a, it's a good spot to advertise, let us all know. I mean, we, we all need to continually grow our user base. And we shouldn't, uh, you know, be selfish and just, you know, keep keep it all to ourselves, you know. Share, share, share that knowledge with everyone else. You're absolutely right. I mean, if you have a good, solid board, you're not going to lose your, your people to, to another board. You know, and if you are, then obviously you need to do more work on it. Um, but, you know... Almost all the callers I know, they don't just call. I mean, oh, I do have a couple guys that only call, you know, my board. I'm sure that other boards have that as well. But most of them, you know, like DJ Atropine. If I pop my Black Flag, there he is. I pop my Ink 2, there he is. I pop some by some Amiga Express boards, there he is. And here he is calling my board, you know. So, so yeah, share the love, share the, share the callers. There's a lot of cool stuff out there to see. So, I guess uh, I'll share some of, the, some of our final thoughts smooth. Um, minus, you know, if, if you're interested, because this, this whole episode, you know, there are a lot of the, the pro, the pro sysops out there, they might've found a couple of gems or a couple, you know, pieces of advice, but a lot of the guys that have been this a game for a while. They know these things, you know, but if you're a new sysop, um, or you're looking to be a new sysop, if you want to run a BBS and you truly want to be a part of the community, you have to take the long view. You have to take the long view. Don't go in thinking you're going to have the Tesla Knight Rider BBS is like in a month. Or even a year. You know, stay focused on it, stay engaged, keep improving the board and your ability to work on it. Don't get don't get bitter and and you know disillusioned and upset because nobody's calling. It takes time. You know, it takes time. 
And in the meanwhile, make some friends in the scene. There are all kinds of cool guys, you know, working on stuff. A lot of us hang out on, you know, Discord. Some of us hang out in person, hang out in, in voice chat or text chat. There's, there's a lot of really cool people working on the same kind of stuff. Um, so get to know some of the people doing some of the same kind of things um, while you continue to work on your board and your ability to work on it. And the callers will start coming in. The callers will start coming in. We all like to help each other out. Uh, do that and you'll have a really cool hobby. What are some of your final thoughts about uh, about the BBS? Yeah, so try to log in your board at least two to three times a week. You know, don't don't let it go on, go on remote control too often. You know, because uh, when something goes down, you don't know about it. You would, you know, if you haven't logged onto your board uh, for more than uh, three to four weeks or even a few months, it could have been down. You know, a month a month and a half ago, and you wouldn't have known it. And, and people that are, are continuously wanting to log on to play door games or post messages are going to go, oh, my God, that, that that board might be gone. Three to four weeks, if it was a fish, it would be dead. It would be dead. <laughs> you, there's your poor BBS floating in this damn fish tank looking at you with his big guilt, guilty eyes. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Log into your board more than, three, more than once every three weeks. That is for sure. I'm you know, on board today, man. I love this shit. I'm, a, I'm about that life. I'm about that life. And you were talking about uh, earlier about you know um, um, being interrupted during your your log on to a bo- to a board and <laughs> you know it, it it's good to see from time to time that there's a live person on the other end and I've I've uh, I've experienced that on your board you break in from time to time and also Hawk yeah. Hawk used to be the guy every time you, <laughs> he is man right I mean every time you log on he'd he'd break into chat but you know what he's a personable guy. And it's it's nice to see someone like him that's uh, continuously uh, breaking new ground in the BBS community, and also for being around as long as he as he has, you know. That guy is an example of a pro sysop right there. I mean, Hawk Hawk, I would say, is the sysop's sysop. He really is. Uh, that guy knows how to put together tasteful, efficient. BBSs. I mean, the guy has a whole freaking. They, they call it Hawks Armada, and every one of his boards are badass. This is the guy that pushes together amazing, board amazing boards. He pushes together badass. So he has the best rip board out there. Um, <laughs> he has a killer um, Oblivion two board, a killer. Pro, he has so many boards. Oh, his PC board. I mean, the board, yeah. the level of, of Texmo. I'm not Texmo, but ASCII art on there is amazing. You know. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and that's a, uh, an example of a guy. Now he's been in the scene, you know, forever. Um, but he's forged, you know, real relationships with people all over the place, from artists to demo sceners to other sysops. So people love doing work. I mean, when you have your mod or your art on Black Flag, yeah, you've made it. You've made you it. You have out, you have made it. When when Hawk wants to run your mod or Hawk wants to put your art on his board, you have made it in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and not a whole lot of sysops can can say that. Um, so, and I got to say, you know, when I was first starting out, he actually gave me some great advice, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's not going to sit there and hold you, Hop will not hold your hand on anything, man. Um, but he will tell you what, what you want, what you, not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. So he really steered me in the right direction on, on a number of things. Uh, so he's a great resource and there, there are other sysops who are great resources as well. Um, so stay engaged, you know, stay in the scene, get to know some of the people, work on your board and everything will come together. Yeah, so I think those are kind of final thoughts on, on the BBS. Um, so we got a couple of, we did mention already some of the things that are coming up in the scene. Um, I'll plug a couple more. Uh, Smooth might have a couple more as well. 
Uh, ASCII Express Mag 2 is coming out soon. Um, I was talking about that earlier in the show. I'm on board with this one with my first wide format Amiga ANSI. Um, so that was an interesting experience. Um, I know that they're going to do an absolutely killer job with it, so look out for that. Impure. Um, Impure, the Amiga ASCII and ANSI group, um, is going to be coming out with Pack 82 around the end of May, beginning of June, so look out for that. So uh, both Smooth and I are members of that group, and it is the last standing, the last man standing of the Amiga ASCII and ANSI groups, really. So, oh, you do have some classic groups out there, um, but Impure has been has been incredibly active uh, consistently throughout the years. So that's going to be a killer killer pack. Um, upcoming demo parties, we have Evoke Evoke twenty twenty two in Germany is going to be August fifth through the seventh. It is my personal demo party of choice because those guys do their ANSI compos correctly. They generally, as long as there are enough submissions, they will split up the compos between Petsky, you know, IBM ANSI, or as it should be called, you know, Code Page 437, and Topaz. So they have proper PC, Amiga, and Petsky art sections, which goes a long way. Now, usually they, they want their um, submissions to be in 80 by 25 terminal dimensions. A lot of guys don't like that because they want to make the big scrollers. I get that. I like making scrollers too. But 80 by 25, when it comes to text art, that's what separates the men from the boys, in my opinion. Uh, because if you can't do text mode in 80 by 25, your game isn't strong. Um, and you got to be able to do that before you do scrollers. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I will definitely be submitting for Evoke. Uh, Smooth, do you plan on doing a piece for Evoke? I've actually been working on one for quite some time. So hopefully I'll get it done before nice. then. Oh, yeah, we've got time. August is still, still a ways away. So I'm really excited about Evoke. Also... They have killer demos. Um, the guys who run it really are really fantastic. And the guys who run it are involved in the scene. There are a lot of guys like Dip Switch who pop by boards, who draw for boards that, that do art. So, yeah, make sure to check out Evoke 2022 from August 5th through the 7th. You can just do Google search for Evoke 2022 Demo Party. Pop on their page. Look at their compos. And if you want to enter, go ahead and do so. All right, well, I think that covers it. So, um... I hope that all of you enjoyed the first episode of Text Mode Underground. Um, our next show is going to focus on BBS modding, so make sure to check it out. You can find these episodes first on Absinthe Radio and Arachnet Radio. Um, Smooth, what is the best way for people to listen to Arachnet Radio? So the best way to listen to it is actually to go to the website. Uh, it's radio.arachnet.xyz. And you can listen directly to it there or go to the Arachnet uh, main website, www.arachnet.xyz. And there's actually a section in there where you can actually listen to Arachnet Radio live from the website. Kick ass. Now, it's important for if people aren't familiar with Arachnet, it is not spelled A-R-A-C-H-N-E-T. It is A-R-A-K-N-E-T. Correct. So that, that is key for people to know. So Arachnet is A-R-A-K-N-E-T. Um, Absinthe Radio, so that streams live from my Amiga. It is actually controlled by Absinthe BBS. You can check it out um, by with any software that can play M3U. So, honestly, the best solution is VLC, or you can use Windows Media Player. Just open the network link, open the website, HTTP, semicolon, backslash, backslash, absinthebbs.net, backslash, radio. Um, so that is my 
scene, and it's an interesting radio station. You'll check it out. Um, it, it deals with classic um, radio dramas in the mystery, horror, and sci-fi genre from the 40s up to the 80s, as well as, uh, as scene news, and now is going to be hosting Text Mode Underground as well. After we've had it on Arachnet Radio and Absinthe Radio, we're going to pop this bad boy on YouTube, probably some other places. You might be checking this out on YouTube. Yeah, so we will check you guys out next time. Smooth, do you have anything else? That's it for me. All right, take care, guys. See you online. Text Mode Underground.